podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Anfield Index Pro Plus. I'm Dave Hendrick. And I'm delighted to be joined today by the Academy Director of El Paso Locomotive FC, Mr. Ivan Militar, who is a Hungarian football expert. Ivan, how are you today? Hey, thanks for thanks for inviting me. Um, welcome, everybody. I'm I'm glad that I can I can share some thoughts on on these recent developments. So the first question I have for you, as a proper Hungarian, what is the correct pronunciation of the player we're going to talk about today so that's a funny one uh good that you started with this because I, I was just thinking before i before i joined your pod that you know how am i gonna say it because a lot of times hungarians kind of confirm the confirm the english version or the international version and, and they call it soboslai like a lie at the end right but it's yeah. soboslai 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 yeah that's right soboslai that's the best way to say it. But of course, as you know, believe me, I'm in America, so I, I know Americans love to make everything uh, Americanized. So Soboslai is not a bad, not a far-fetched uh, pronunciation of the name. Yes, very, very cool. Okay, right. So from your professional standpoint, you've obviously worked at the Barcelona Academy in the United States. You've worked for Richmond United. You now are the Academy Director of El Paso Locomotive. So you've been around young players a lot. This is a young player we're talking about. 22 years of age, he'll turn 23 in October. But he's an experienced player. But when you look at him from a coaching point of view, what are the things that really stand out to you? Yeah, you know, when we are talking about young players, right? 22 is not anymore a young player. And with a lot of other players... 22, we would still think about experience. We would still think about, hey, has, has he been done this? Has he been done that? With, with Soboslai, it's, it's out of the question. That's, why, that's what separates him from, from other players around the world. And, of course, I have no experience of dealing with players like Soboslai. He's a, he's a superstar. I think he's a, he's a European top-class player. Um, the only reason why I didn't say world class is because I want to wait, and this is this was the step to get to Liverpool and and see if he can make that jump to become world class. But he's certainly on the way. As a 22 year old, um, you know he's been playing in Champions League. He won multiple titles, um, whether if it's in in Salzburg or the German Cup in in for Leipzig. Um, and let's not forget. And you know, funny because I'm talking obviously with a with a British English podcast. You know. Let's not forget, Hungary beat England. So even on the international level, the Hungarian national team, and you know he's the captain for it, even the Hungarian national team is showing signs of, of being an elite-level team uh, on the European scene. 
And and Dominic Sowaslai is is center of attention for all those successes. So for a 22 year old, really Liverpool is getting a bargain because this guy has been on the top top level of of, of European football for for a long time now. Um, and bef- and we often forget how young he is. Uh, every time I have to remind myself, I can't believe how young he is and how how far he got at this young age. I think this is a perfect timing for his career. It's a perfect timing for Liverpool, and I think it's going to be a massive success. But to answer your answer your question about playing style, uh, first and foremost, I think there's a trend going on in, in European football and top-class football, and that's about versatility. Um, the, game is, the game is so so unpredictable and so random in many ways. It's not like basketball and it's not like, you know, I know that in England handball might not be as popular, but in Hungary it is. You know, there's defending and, and, and attacking. And there is timeouts. There is, you know, there's a shot clock in basketball and it has to change back and forth from defending and attacking. And as a result, there's like defensive specialists and there's attacking specialists and there's defending tactics and attacking tactics. And in soccer, in football, it's very different, right? Uh, there's a, v- a lot more versatility needed because you can't really tell who is attacking and who is defending, even though a team might, might be able to have the ball, but they're still defending. Or a team might not have the ball, but they're on the front foot and attacking because a counterattack is about to happen, right? So a lot of times, these kind of things, attacking and defending, cannot be separated. Now, how is that related to uh, Dominic Sowaslai? As a result, because of that unpredictability of the game, the modern player, the player of the 21st century and the player, you know, post Pep Guardiola 2008 Barcelona um, needs to be very versatile, needs to be able to adjust to certain situations. And that requires a certain skill set, certain body type, certain athleticism. And if you look at the Liverpool squad, uh, Chant Alexander-Arnold or, or McAllister um, and, and for Gakpe, uh, these players all showing uh, even Robertson who is able to play a little bit more inside or outside, you know, showing that this versatility is what Jurgen Klopp is looking for. I think that Dominic Soboslai is, is absolutely fitting in that picture. You can't really tell what he is. Is he a winger? Is he an inside player? Is he a false nine? Is he an eight? Um, you know, you can't really tell. He's an attacking midfield player that is able to play in multiple positions. And, and now the most important one is able to play in multiple roles. He can play next to the line. He can play as next to next to next to a forward, somebody like Darwin Nunes, or he can play underneath of him. Um, he can play in the half space. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He can he can defend. He, he can counter press. He can he can play against a, a set of defense. Um, so I, I think the most important thing about Dominic Sobosley is the versatility um, that will fit into the to the Jurgen Klopp way, the new Jurgen Klopp way that he was trying to establish in the last couple of months now. Yeah, I think that's it's very important to highlight that ability to be malleable and to fit into whatever system or shape or style a manager is trying to employ because Liverpool are signing Dominic on a five or six year contract, which means he may well see another manager after Jurgen Klopp and he needs to be able to adapt to what that manager wants. But you highlighted, you know, Jose Mourinho talks about the four stages. So you've got your, your set defense, your half pitch attack, and then you've got transition defense and tr- transition attack. And you need players that can execute in all aspects and all, all sets. And in, in Dominic and I think Alexis McAllister as well, it does appear like Liverpool 
are targeting players who can excel in transition. You mentioned how a team can have the ball, but still still be in defensive situations because they're getting counterpressed. And Jurgen Klopp is probably the manager known best in Europe for his counterpressing. And I think having Dominic with his athleticism, his power, his intelligence as well, which is something that really stands out to me, having players like him and Alexis McAllister really does set Klopp up to excel in those transition situations, whether it's counter-pressing, whether it's, like you mentioned earlier, you can be in a defensive state, the opposition are attacking, but you're almost leading them into an area to take the ball off them and launch a counter. And Dominic's ability to carry the ball at speed and his incredible passing, they will fit perfectly into all of those situations, counter-pressing, counter-attacking, defensive setup because he's big he's clever he knows how to block passing lanes and then obviously we know what he can do when he gets the ball in the final third yeah absolutely and and i think one of the other things that we need to mention here is the strategy and the strategic thinking that liverpool must adapt to and again i know that i'm on the liverpool podcast so it's it's kind of like hard to talk about manchester city but i must mention that you know manchester city did this with players like Bernardo Silva, mm. um, or even Kevin De Bruyne is, is very much into that into that uh, category, or even Neil Kai Gundogan, who, is, who now left. Gundogan can, can play and score goals and also can play as a deep-lying midfielder. Yes. So that, Bernardo Silva can play. He said, he said one time in an interview, Bernardo Silva said that I'm, I'm the best attacking defender on, in the world. And so it's a really funny really funny way to 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 you know explain what we are talking about if you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold right is your midfielder is your right back is your winger um and is your playmaker what is he and and the reason why that this is important is because Liverpool going to play in different settings against different kind of opponents and they still need to dominate the game because yeah. Liverpool is now a world class team for a couple of years now for a whole lot of years now and obviously had a had a rough year this year and as a result, they need to change something. And, and that changes the adaptability to the, to the opponent that is in hand. Against Manchester City, Liverpool actually did a better job, I think, the last couple of years than I thought. Uh, they were able to adapt and have the ball more a little bit. Liverpool is not anymore that uh, counter-attacking team, even against uh, Manchester City, that people a lot of times are trying to, trying to portray them. A lot of times, a lot of times, 80% of the time, Liverpool is the one that is dominating on the opponent half and having the ball. As, as, and as a result, they need the players that were able to break down deep lying and, and deep blocking opponents. Especially if you look at, you know, in the Premier League, you know, against the city rival Everton, Everton would not have the ball ever against Liverpool. So now Liverpool needs to be able to break down Everton. Uh, how are they going to do that? They need special players. But on the other hand, when they play against a, a team like Manchester City or Manchester United or they go to the Champions League or Arsenal... Liverpool must be able to adapt and have players that are able to counter-press and then counter-attack and then play uh, an effective way even in that scenario. Yeah. Um, so, so that, because of the schedule and because of the strategy that Liverpool has about, about the whole entire season, when we're looking at the season as a whole, um, I, think, I think Dominic Soboslai is going to play a major part in that. So it's important that you did mention City because... No matter what anybody's views on the matter, the fact of the matter is they've won five of the last six Premier League titles and they're the reigning European Cup champions. 
they are the bar for all of the teams to aspire to reach right now. That's just how it is. And with, with how they play, and we've seen how Arsenal have evolved under Mikel Arteta to basically become very similar to City in, in how they set up and how they move the ball, slightly different patterns of play, but quite a bit of, of I don't want to say copying, but you know, borrowing things and, and adapting them. And in the last eight to ten games of last season, we saw Liverpool start to go that direction as well. That inverted fullback, it, it had been Canseo originally at City. Now it's John Stones moving more from centre-back to a central midfield role. For Arsenal, it's Zinchenko. For Liverpool, it's Trent. And moving into that sort of boxy midfield where you're creating more areas on the pitch to play through. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Liverpool getting Zabozlai and McAllister, like, to me, I, I look at them and I look at their skill sets, and they're, they're obviously slightly different players, but it mirrors to me what City have done with KDB and Ilkay Gundogan. Dominic in that KDB type of profile, that kind of big, powerful athlete, but incredible technical level, great delivery, set-piece expert, can score goals. And then Alexis as that more, more subtle almost working off the ball, letting the ball do the work, manipulating defences with one-touch passes and movement, and then finding himself in clever areas on the edge of the box. To me, it just seems like that's the model Liverpool are trying to adapt from, is that KDB and Gundogan duo, who've been incredible for City, bringing in these two younger players, Dominic at 22, Alexis at 24, and adding them to a 24-year-old Trent, a 24-year-old Canate or 23-year-old Canate, Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz, Cody Gapo. This new iteration of Liverpool, it's, it's very specifically targeted, very unique profiles, but players that all seem to have adaptability into 4-3-3, Three box two, three diamond three, if they wanted to go with the old Ajax shape. It seems like adaptability is key, but also they've looked at very specific profiles of what's worked in those type of roles for other teams. Well, one thing that that I must, you know, state from the beginning about about Dominic Silosai is that he's a world class when it comes to shooting ability. I think people are gonna recognize that now. You know, scoring goals in the Bundesliga is important, yes. And even in the Champions League, he showed this, showed this a couple of times. But 
the way that you know the multimedia works today, the English Premier League is the number one above everybody by a by a mile. And as a result, I think people are still not really entirely aware of how good this guy can shoot the ball. It's unbelievable, actually. It, it really, truly is unbelievable. I think we're going to see some amazing goals, amazing, amazing goals from him. Um, and that's, that's when you compare him with Kevin De Bruyne, I think that's a very important part that, hey, I can play in front of you. I can play in between lines. And you must step on me because I will shoot the ball and that's going to be more dangerous. Even though we are living in the world of XG and expected goals and expected goals on target, uh, for Dominic Soboslai, uh, even though it's a 0.02 XG, shoot the ball because he will, he will be able to find the target and he will be able to create set pieces and, and nonetheless, he's going to be able to create goals. Um, but if, if that's the case, that you have to shoot, uh, or sorry, you have to step on him between the lines, that means that other opportunity is going to arise for him. Uh, he's very good in combination. He's able to create, um, you know, social connections with his players. He's always a, a teammate, a good teammate. Um, you know, Holland was his best friend in Salzburg. Um, so there's a reason why there's a reason why him is able to connect with any teammate and anybody because he has that personality. And you know, don't believe anybody that says that that doesn't count. It's so so important that he has an, a, an amazing personality, a confident young. You know, this is a hipster footballer. You know, a hipster footballer that is that is a 21st century. You know, alive and well. Um, you know, fashion, all that. So he can. He can connect in the in the locker room as well, which will create that opportunity for him on the on the field to be able to be able to play with multiple players in multiple positions in multiple roles. Now, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and and I think this is this is also important, uh, we could observe that Jurgen Klopp changed the way that he he you know organized his team a little bit um, in the latter part of the of the season. He did the you know the very traditional, almost uh, I could I could name it historic. 3223 WM system that has a box in the middle and has specific roles. Now if you look at if you look at that on a on a drawing board, then you're gonna have two different type of types of players. Not anymore defenders, midfielders, forwards, but you're gonna see winger types and then interior space types. Mm. I call them spine, spine players. Somebody, the people that are gonna take up the space in the middle and people that are be able to take the wing areas. Now, Dominic is going to be definitely in the middle, in the spine of the team. And, and McAllister, who is, we've seen him all year long last year in a very unique uh, team, in a very unique tactical uh, uh, setup, how well he's able to execute, you know, in the central spaces. And I think because of that, McAllister and Soboslai is a fantastic addition to that, to that uh, midfield, or as I call it, the spine uh, players. Because let's be honest, and, and this is not the space to to really criticize. But let's be honest, I think the, the central spaces for Liverpool is the biggest issue uh, from last year. Um, I don't think, you, you know, I don't think those players, those players were able to dominate the central areas the way that McAllister and Soboslai will be able to. No, I mean, Jordan Henderson's 33 now and his legs have, have kind of given up on him. Fabinho's 29, but he's got a lot of mileage on him. And Thiago, as wonderful a player as he is, he can't stay fit. And that's Liverpool's nominal starting midfield from last season. Two players that really and truly shouldn't have been in the team and one player who couldn't stay in the team because he couldn't stay fit. But I want to go back to the couple of things you mentioned there. So firstly, you mentioned his ability to shoot. And that's going to be vital against teams that, as you mentioned, teams like Everton, who will 
parked the bus, that deep block and then another block in front of them. Having a player like, like, like Dominic who can pick the ball up between the lines and not just shoot, but it's the threat of the shot. It's that, as you said, players have to get out and close him down. And he's such an intelligent player and such a subtle passer of the ball that he can get into his shooting motion and then slide a pass between the lines for a a Mo Salah, a Darwin Nunes. Because that defender has had to panic, attack him to try and block the shot and left a space behind. So that's going to be vital. And as you said, like, XG goes out the window with players like this. When they've got that special ability to shoot, which he does, he, his shooting ability reminds me of Michael Ballack. Quick movement out of the feet. And either foot, obviously much stronger in the right, but very little backlift and just generates ferocious power because he has that perfect striking technique. Like the ball really explodes off his foot and seems to gather pace as it's in the air. So he opens up so many different opportunities because Liverpool haven't had, other than a brief spell with Oxlade-Chamberlain before he destroyed his knee, Liverpool haven't had that real goal threat from midfield in terms of a distance shooter. They had Lallana and Wijnaldum who could get into the box and get on the end of things, which Dominic can do as well. But other than Oxlade-Chamberlain for a brief spell, nobody since Gerrard who could really just be a threat from anywhere within 35 yards. And I think that's going to be really exciting because, look, let's be honest, everybody loves to see somebody let loose from 35 yards and the ball end up in the top corner. That's the type of goal that gets replayed over and over again. And even for people that are maybe more casual watchers and don't watch the Bundesliga, they know who Dominic is because he scores those type of goals that go viral on social media which, as you mentioned, that footballer hipster kind of persona, a lot of that is just linked to the social media clips of him scoring incredible goals. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter, at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, and, and you know, other thing is he's clutch. He's clutch, man. I, I will never forget, even in the, I think it was the U17 European Championship qualifiers, um, I mean, six years ago. You know, hunger needed a goal. I think it was against Norway. I think my good friend, he's going to talk to you guys, I think, as well, Ben Bochak. Uh, he, he posted it again, and I saw it on his Twitter. Um, 
he scored an unbelievable goal from outside of the the area to get a 93rd win, 93rd minute winning goal in order to get Hungary to the U17 European Championship. If I if I'm correct, I think that's what it was. I remember it was a very very big and clutch moment. Mm. And then of course, and then of course there was another one when um, Hungary was playing against Iceland. Exactly. I mean, for a Hungarian, you just mentioned that goal ever, and uh, I mean chills. Yeah. I got chills just thinking about it now. It's an unbelievable goal. You know, he picked it up in the midfield. He slalomed through like three, four guys and then slotted into the, to the far post underneath of him. Uh, as you said, he doesn't need a big, uh, you know, wind up. He, underneath of him, he hit it and it bounced in from the, from the post. And, you know, unbelievable shooting ability, really. And then, of course, just recently, um, Hungary played against Lithuania and there was a free kick from 25, 30 meters out. And Dominic, decided to shoot the ball. Literally, the goalkeeper couldn't even move. He hit the, hit the post, but it, was, it would have, could have been the, the biggest goal from a, from a set piece in a, in a long time from Hungary, if we don't count the one that he scored against Turkey, uh, again, from 30, 35 yards out. I mean, unbelievable. So, so he's a clutch, clutch guy. Not only, not only he's, he's able to shoot the ball very well and very effectively, and this is very important about, about today's world because, yes, he's scoring big goals, and, yes, we are talking about XG this, XG that, but those XGs change when we are talking about XG on target. And when mm. he hits it on target, because he is hitting it on target, now all of a sudden it's a different story because a lot of players shoot, yes, and that's why the XG became an important thing because a lot of players shoot, but they don't hit it on target. When he shoots, you can, you can count on that he's going to hit on target. There could be rebounds, there could be set pieces, and, you know, there's no stat line really, and no, you know, on, on the surface, we don't talk about this, but how many times we see a, a stat line where it says, okay, this player shot the ball, it became a set piece, and then he created uh, other chances. Because that's what it is with, with Dominic Soboslai, is that not only he's going to create a chance off of his shot, but again, of the rebound, of the set piece that he's going to come off of it. I think mm-hmm. it's very exciting for, for Liverpool fans, especially being being behind the goal and watching those games behind the goal because he's going he's gonna to hit some bangers and we're going to be really excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the goal against Iceland. And that is, like, that's one of the standout goals in that year. He, like you said, picks the ball up, beats players with ease. This is last minute of the game. He's exhausted. Yeah. And he's picking the ball up and driving 40, 50 yards Putting the team on his back to score that goal. Unfortunately, obviously, he gets injured shortly afterwards. He misses the Euros. But that moment, like, the history of the Hungarian national team is truly incredible. You look at the team from the 50s, some of the greatest players that have ever played. And I believe the most influential manager of all time in Gustav Sebes, whose teachings spawned Saki, Lobanovsky and everything that came beyond them, that team should have won at least one World Cup, maybe two. The greatest team to not win the World Cup without question. Forget Brazil, it's that Hungarian team. And then it all just kind of went away for a variety of reasons, obviously some political, some just that's what happens. You get these cycles where you've got, you know, a generation of great players and then nothing comes behind them. But now, with the emergence of this guy, there's real hope that, yeah, they, they might not win a World Cup. But with him, Milos Kurkes, who's an outstanding young left-back, the centre-back from Fenerbahce, Attila Zlalai, 
he's he's really good as well. Like there is this this basis for something, but it will all rest on him. They will go as far as as Dominic can put them on his back. And for a 21, 22 year old to be given that that expectation, that pressure, and thrive under it, like he looks delighted with himself. Oh, this is all on me. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, I mean his story is very unique. Um, I I want to I want to encourage everybody that is listening to this um, to look up his story about his father and how his upbringing, you know, brought out what he is right now. I mean, you know, he in Hungary it's a major topic. It's a hot topic to talk about, you know, how to develop young players because you know the way that Dominic Sobosly grew up, where his father literally. Uh, made sure that he's playing three, four hours a day, even when Dominic didn't want to play, and forced him that, hey, we are training. There's no nothing else but you becoming a football player. And, you know, it, it was almost, you know, almost too much, one would say. And now I'm politically correct, right? So his father, his father is a major figure in this, in this story. That's one. And then the other one, obviously, about his story is very important, his agent, um, who who, you know, really made good choices and helped him making good choices for him. Uh, and that determination and that ambition is what I would say. I think ambition is the biggest thing about, about Dominic Soboslai, that that ambition is being fired up since he's 15, 16 years old, since he entered that Salzburg Academy and, and played with Leifering and then uh, Red Bull Salzburg and Leipzig. Um, I think the fact that he's the Hungarian national team captain shows about how important he is for our country. Um, you said that sometimes it's it's cycles. Now I would say that fifty, sixty years long cycles. It's, it's a, a little long. Cycle. It's yeah. a big cycle. <laughs> it's a big old cycle. So I would have preferred I would have preferred a shorter cycle there. But yes, we are definitely back. Um, we have a we have a great national team coach, uh, Italian national team coach Marco Rossi. But also, you know, there was a lot of developments in, in in our country when it comes to academies and stuff like that. I'm sure as a Liverpool fan, you're aware of the academy MTK Budapest. Yes. That actually. Don't Dominic Soboslai uh, played a year in. Um, I was just talking to some of the representatives of the club. I, I have a good relationship with them and they are a great club. And they were saying, you know, even, even, even now it's, it's crazy to look back uh, at that MTK Budapest team um, because there was other players in that team. You mentioned Salai, Attila Salai for Fenerbahce. He was on that team and also Andras Schaefer, who is playing for Union Berlin. Uh, he's injured currently, but he's also a very good close friend of of Dominic Soboslai and and obviously a very important member of the of the Hungarian national team. So Dominic Soboslai's ambition is is I mean so clear to see. I think that's why he's a little bit different different type of cat, as we say. Seventy million euros. Uh, I mean that's no joke. To be fair, we in Hungary, Hungarian football fanatics and Hungarian football uh, society is buzzing, absolutely buzzing because. This is an incredible thing. We never thought that that this is going to come around. Just even five years ago, you know, it, it, if you tell me five years ago that there's going to be a seven, 70 million uh, uh, euro player for the Hungarian national team, I, I would have said you're a liar. It's it's an incredible achievement. It's a huge step. It's a huge step for the marketplace, the Hungarian football marketplace, because now if if Dominic Soboslai and why wouldn't he do well, um, he will put the the flashlight and the and the, and the highlight on other Hungarian players and provide an opportunity, may, perhaps that other people uh, can take on. It's a very exciting moment for Hungarian football, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that's an important aspect. Yeah, and I mean, just to, to highlight one other player that I'm, I'm very impressed with is, is Alan Vangsa 
uh, at Lommel. He's owned by the City yeah. Football Group. He was at M- MTK as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and the funny thing is, Liverpool used to have, from yep. about 07 to about 2013, 2014, they had a partnership going with MTK. They cancelled that partnership, and then a year later, Dominic appears there. So you do yeah, wonder, it, it, yeah, if, if, if something different had happened, we might have been able to get him years ago, but he might not have become the player he has. You mentioned there about how, how important his father's been in this journey and how important his agent has been in this journey. And I, I admire the fact he's still with the same agent as he was as a kid. He hasn't gone to George Mendes or CAA. He hasn't gone to the, the, the Riola group. He has stayed loyal to the people that helped him get where he wants to be. And it's been a very carefully crafted path. Like you mentioned, the MTK to Salzburg, the year on loan at Liefering, or a year and a half on loan there. Then he move, makes the move on to uh, to Leipzig and now to Liverpool. It's a it's a very well thought out plan. Now we're obviously hoping that Liverpool is the destination for him, but it could be that in four to five years he's he's exploded. He's one of the best players in the world. He absolutely has the talent and the right mindset. And maybe it's a Real Madrid that is kind of mm. the you know the, the final spot for him. But these are all great things for Hungarian football, like you said, because for many years, kids growing up in Hungary who had that dream of playing football would have looked around and thought, well, Hungarian footballers, we, they don't reach the, the highest level. Um, Zudzek, who played for PSV Eindhoven, right. he was probably the best Hungarian for 10 years but he never got beyond that PSV level in the Eredivisie. But now Dominic is showing it is capable to get to that. It is possible to get to those top-level clubs and, and really show what you're capable of. And, and hopefully he is the first of many who will make a similar journey through a really good development situation like Red Bull and then on to you know, the bigger stage. It, it's got to be good for Hungarian football, and that's a, a big thing. And I want to make, get back to something you, you highlighted earlier, is his, his popularity with his teammates. So Liverpool are known to have what's called among the fan base the no-dickhead policy. Hmm. Liverpool don't sign players who they don't feel have the right personality and mindset. Dominic clearly very popular with his teammates. You can see that in some of the social media stuff that Red Bull have put out some of the stuff you see coming out of the national team. But his mindset really does seem to be very, very focused on wanting to be the best version of himself. Yeah, I think people misunderstand sometimes his antics, I would say, or his character. People in Hungary call Soboslai sometimes arrogant or even eccentric, um, which, I think, which I think is a, is a misunderstanding. Um, I think he's extremely ambitious, and this is this is where I need to, you know, refer back again to his agents. Uh, Matyas Esterházy is a Hungarian agent, and and uh, he's on the way on the way to become a, a, a you know a, a play a major role in the in the marketplace, the European marketplace. And if you look at how they choose clubs, you know, going from Red Bull Salzburg to Red Bull Leipzig, now again with 
we don't have to, you know, Liverpool changed the style, but it is a gig and pressing, um, traditionally gig and pressing type of team. And so he's going to fit into that. Again, German coach, he's going to fit into that. So it's a very thought out, very um, particular movements that they made. There's a reason why he's not going to Chelsea, right? He, there's a reason why he's going to Liverpool. And that I think that's a that's an important part. And, and it, again, the ambition and the focus that you mentioned is very important. And his personality of being, again, they call him, uh, arrogant or call him eccentric that's coming with the territory of being the best Hungarian player that we have and mm-hmm. the best Hungarian player we have had for 45 years or 50 uh, Dominic Soboslai is not arrogant he's very confident not to the point where again a 70 million euro player you would expect to because imagine if if a 70 million euro player show up and and he's shy and doesn't want to speak and no that's not what we want we want a player that is going to step in ask for the ball right away and bang it right in and so Dominic Sobosla is right that kind of player. And I think Hungarian, the Hungarian, um, you know, the Hungarian crowd, half of it thinks he's arrogant. The other half loves him the way that he is. I think with this move and the way that it's going to go, it's going to slowly disappear that other half and it's going to be 100% love because, because that arrogance is what, if you call it arrogance, I call it confidence. That arrogance is what's needed on this level to succeed. The other thing about this is, is that this is the world that we live in. Um, I mean, we can't, you know, yeah, not everybody's Kevin De Bruyne, right? Kevin De Bruyne is almost like, looks like he's almost, uh, you know, way too introverted. He's even saying it that like, he's very introverted. You know, not everybody's James Milner, not everybody's Jordan Anderson, right? And, and the way that, the way that Dominic Sobosla is going to be able to connect to other players in the locker room, I have no doubt that he's going to be successful. He has that, again, fresh, happy, always positive personality that, you know, also pairs well with the focus and the determination to be the best football player in all fa- of all time. Really funny that you said Real Madrid because, you know, as as Hungarians, we sometimes tend to be a little bit, you know, we have we have small faith, I would say. Mm. Um, we are more negative. We tend to be no, more ne- negative than positive. And so Dominic Sobosly has been saying that he's, he doesn't care about anything else. He wants to be the best player of the world. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo is his idol and... He says that that's what he wants to be. And, you know, you giggle a little bit, you know, you giggle. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to be the best player as well. And then he signs with Liverpool for 70 million. Who says he couldn't do it? Who says that he couldn't be a, couldn't be a Ballon d'Or, you know, nominee one of these days? Who says that? Um, so I'm, you know, that, call it arrogance. I call it confidence. And I'm, I'm really positive about him and how he's going to fit into Liverpool squad and roster and the organizational culture as well. Well, firstly, I think every player should should want to be and, and say they want to be the best player in the world. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know, right. have that confidence in yourself. I, I think I, I, I've spent some time in Hungary. I have some friends there. Oh, nice. And I've seen that as well, that kind of conservative approach and I, I think it's similar to Bulgaria, Romania, countries that spent time under the communist regimes where You got that right. You know, and, and so just as as an example, Dimitar Berbatov was widely seen as arrogant in Bulgaria. Christos Stoichkov was wild, wild widely seen as arrogant in Bulgaria. Georgi Hadji was deemed arrogant in Romania. But you know what they were? They were great players. They were great, great players who to be respectful, they outgrew their own country and they became global. And that's what Dominic is. He's the first true star 
from the footballing side of things to come out of Hungary in a long, long time. And I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Well, that might... It obviously, it opens them up to a lot more coverage and more personality. And obviously, there's, there's probably times where he's doing something and he knows in his head, I need to show more personality. I need to do this. I need to, you know, be more outgoing. But then you hear other people talk about him and they say, oh, yeah, like he's, he's the nicest, most humble guy. He's just very confident in his own self. So I think a lot of it is, you know, it, people who kind of maybe grew up under tyranny they view him as that outgoing personality and think oh he's he's not like us he's too outgoing he's too arrogant but that's not who he is it's just almost a character that he's playing because he's been put in that situation i have to agree and that and that analysis uh couldn't have said it better we're talking about a you know a post-communism um feeling or mentality and i think that's you know I don't want to talk too much about myself because it's not about me, but it's about it's about Dominic and Liverpool. But, you know, me as a Hungarian person living in America for the last 10, 12, 13 years, yeah, I definitely feel it. Um, that negativity is, you know, the critical mindset, I would call. If, if I put a positive spin on negativity, I would call it a critical mindset. That is very evident in, in, in Hungary and in the Hungarian football world. And, of course, we find a mistake even uh, in our superstar um so that's just what it is but again i i think that things are changing also again cannot forget and we talked about it in the beginning dominic Sibosai is not was not socialized in in hungary he left very early um he's getting to the point in a couple of years when he's going to spend as much time abroad that he spent at home um so you know it's one of those where he's not your prototypical hungarian uh person even though even though he fits in really well and he's, you know, he's very proud of about him being a Hungarian and he never forgets where he's coming from. Every interview that you're listening with him, he's very humble about his beginnings and he's very thankful and grateful for his country and for his father, for example, and for the people that, that dealt with him, um, including MTK Budapest that again, he only spent a year there, but some important lessons learned there, but he, he mentions that um, uh, periodically as well. And again, the, the agency, his agent, who is, again, the reason why I'm mentioning his agent a lot, because he's also uh, a major, major figure in Hungarian football, mm. because not only Soboslai is able to be the first one that gets onto the world stage, you know, Esther Hazi is also 
the first one that is able to get onto that world stage. I mean, this kind of caliber deal have not been made ever in, 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 in the world of, of Hungarian football. So as a result, I think, it's, I think it's important to mention that, yes, not only he is a little bit different than the prototypical Hungarian and the, his mindset is different, but also he's able to, he's able to kind of show that Hungarian, Hungarianism uh, abroad that we are very proud of. And I think, I think he's going he's gonna to represent our country and our values as a country very well. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned the agent, uh, the, the company is EM Sports Consulting. And right. if you look through their list of clients, it's, it's all Hungarian players bar one. There's one Slovakian, and of course, Slovakia and Hungary share a border. It's a very yeah. short journey from Budapest to Bratislava. So he's obviously just somebody that he, he, he's picked up along the way, Peter Pokorny. Um, yeah. You mentioned Dominic being proud of where he's from, and, and I do think that's something that's important. He hasn't forgotten his roots. He hasn't forgotten where he's from and how he was developed. Uh, I won't try and name this the city that he's from because it's um, it's quite long and it's a bit complicated for me, but it is a smaller city. It's about 100,000 people. But when he speaks about it, he glows about it. He talks about what a great place it is. Um, my, me myself, I've only spent time in Budapest. I haven't been anywhere else in Hungary. But, you know, the the thing you mentioned about yourself living in America, and I'm sure when you go home, there's probably one or two people that think, oh, he's gotten very big for his boots, hasn't he? Look at him, he thinks he's better. Like, it's the same in Ireland. We didn't have communism, but we had English rule for 500 years. If someone goes and lives in, like, Australia or America and comes home and is wear maybe, like, wearing something clothing-wise that's not the norm <laughs> or listening to some music that's not the norm, people think they've just gotten above themselves. So I think that's fairly common in a lot of countries <laughs> like ours. But... I'm, I have to say, there's, there's very few transfers that really get me excited. This is one of the ones that does. I've been watching him now for four years since he was at Salzburg, and he just continues to get better and better and better. And we're talking about a guy who's had six full seasons in his career. And in five of them, he scored double figures. The only season he didn't score double figures, he had nine by the halfway point, got injured, moved to Leipzig, and then was kind of shut down for the rest of the season to manage the injury. This guy is 10 goals a season minimum, easy. And he's only 22. He's only going to get better. So I I have to say, I'm so excited for this transfer. I think the combination of him and Alexis, like it really does, with, with Trent pushing into midfield as well, it really does scream of of immense quality, creativity, malleability, hard work, and personalities that should blend very, very well. And young, yeah. I think. I think. I think the youth is so important. And again, no, no, no knock on James Miller and and Henderson, but you know, and even Thiago is getting to the to the to the older stage. You know. Liverpool needs this refreshment, needs this refreshment, this youth that are going to vitalize the, the, the team. And I think, I think with Darwin Nunes, with, with Mo Salah, you know, with, 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 with Soboslai, I mean, just exciting times. I think uh, I, I'm definitely going to watch every Liverpool game now. I think all Hungary will. Um, you know, they do those, do those maps where 
they show like, okay, so like each game, where was it watched by or like percentage share? I think Hungary percentage share is going to be extremely high when it comes to <laughs> Liverpool games. Last time when this happened, when we had an English Premier League player, uh, Zoltan Guerra, you mentioned Balaz mm. Jujak, who, who, played at, who played at PSV Eindhoven. I would say that Zoltan Guerra was the best player. Zoltan Guerra, that, that's a great in that, I, I forgot you know, about in, him. Fulham and, and West Bromwich, he was the last one that, that was able to do it. Now, let me tell you, when, when Fulham was, was running in their Europa League uh, run, you know, and, uh, or when he was playing for West Bromwich Albion every single Sunday. I remember West Brom was always playing at Sunday at 1 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. I think in England that was 3 o'clock, but it was the early afternoon games. You know, entire country would be watching West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> and we didn't even know about that team beforehand. So now when 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 Soboslai is gonna be on the on the main stage, um Champions League, hopefully, um, you know, Premier League, hopefully, FA Cup finals, hopefully, I mean, just the, the sky is the limit for him and, and again an entire country will be watching and we are very excited for it. Yeah, I, Zoltan Gera I... Apologies, I did overlook him. What a quality player he was. That's right. For a long time in England as well, like seven years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, no more. I think he was 10 years because he was West Brom, Fulham, and then West Brom again. And he went back to the championship, yeah, with West Brom. Yeah, yeah. quality, quality player. Um, right, Ivan, I've taken up enough of your time today. Thank you so much. If people want to follow you on Twitter, it is, I think, Militar Ivan 9 that's right. M-I-L-I-T-A-R-I-V-A-N and the number nine. Give him a follow. Follow his work. There's actually a really good piece you've got linked in your bio that I read while I was waiting. Thanks. Um, from, it's an article you wrote on firsttimefinish.co.uk. Very, very well worth people's time reading. It's six to eight minutes or so. We'll give you a good read of that. Ivan, take care of yourself and thanks a million. Thank you. And anytime, anytime. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.